Welcome to the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. Mormon Mompreneur is a home for women of faith who desire to be strengthened in motherhood and empowered in business. We thrive off of talking with other women with unique experiences and vision who have felt guided by the divine to bring about remarkable things at home and abroad. Hey, you guys, um, welcome to another episode of the Mormon Mompreneur Podcast. We are with Melanie Burke, and truth be told, I've been with her for half an hour already chatting, and she is one of the most amazing people ever, um, and I'm so excited to have you here today, Melanie. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm really excited <laughs> to be here. So Melanie has a lot of things going, and I'm going to let her tell you all about it, but I was able to, um, we don't live that far away from each other, like... 45 minutes, right? Yeah, close. But and we didn't even know it. We had no idea until I showed up to a baptism and there was the young woman's present. I was like, I know her and I've been trying to interview her, but we just hadn't crossed paths until we literally crossed paths. <laughs> yes. So um, yes. you're awesome. And I'm so glad that you're here. So let's get started and kind of tell me about your like entrepreneurial journey because it's a journey, right? <laughs> yes, it is a journey. And I'm going to give a condensed version because I feel like there's more meat that I want to dig in, but I'll I'll paint the scene a little bit. So I, back in college, you know, when we all trying to figure out what on earth we're doing with our life, you know, <laughs> and I remember pouring over the, they had, back then they would print out the list of majors, you know, and, um, I truly did not know what I was going to be. And I literally started going through the book and just crossing out what I knew I couldn't be <laughs> in the <laughs> list of majors. And I got to design and there was graphic design. And I, and I said, I didn't even know what this is, you know, I, cause this is, you know, this makes me sound old. I'm not that old, but I mean, it was a while ago. <laughs> I feel like now everybody knows what graphic design yeah. is, but at the time I had never heard of it. I didn't know any graphic designers. I never heard of it. So then I, I circled it, started researching it, and I just felt really strongly I needed to do it, um, despite the discouragement of those who loved me, <laughs> um, you know, and that thought I would never amount to making any money or, you know, and I just kind of stuck my to my course and um, studied that. And then many, many years later, it took me a long time to get through the program, um, lots of hurdles, made it through the program eventually served a mission, then met my husband. And, and we were both a little older at this time, you know, because it took me like eight years to go through BYU. <laughs> like, again, I'm, I'm doing the abridged version. My life is not as one trajectory, probably like all of ours is. It's just kind of this like hilarious, like, oh, did this wrong? Uh, you know, like just like everyone's. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyhow, <laughs> eight years later, I finally graduate from graphic design and I marry my husband and my husband already had a degree and I'm thinking, this is wonderful. You, everyone should get married older because we don't have to support <laughs> your school. Like we're not going to go into a ton of debt. I just get to like, you know, work and have babies or just have babies. And anyways, we were married like one month and my husband came home from work and was like, I need to switch careers. <laughs> And he was an <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what career do you want? He said, I want to go into a medical field. And I'm like, oh man. So, but we felt really right about it. And so he went back to school 
And then we, we did, he, that meant eight more years of school because he had to go back and get more courses that he didn't get for medical and, and, you know, apply to school. Anyways, it was a very long process. And so as he kind of embarked on that, I was like, well, how are we going to make it? (laughs) How are we going to make it? And at that time I felt really strongly like you should start a business. You can work from home. And I was just so grateful that I had followed that prompting, that small prompting eight years before that graphic design would be a good fit. How could I have known? How could I have known that I would need to end up supporting my family for eight years? And um, I did. I supported my family years during that time. And I was able to have four kids and still work from home. It's not ideal. (laughs) It wasn't ideal. But it worked. I made it work. You know, I worked during nap times and at evenings and my husband was gone in residency and long hours. And so I was never really lonely because, uh, well, I take that back. But I was, I wasn't, I had something to do. I had work and I think that ended up being such a blessing for our family. It was a blessing for my marriage and it is absolutely what I need to do. And I, and I wish that maybe I would have just chosen that path for myself, but I honestly can't say that I would have just chose, like, I don't know if I would have just chosen it for myself that Emily father knew I kind of, he kind of had to force my hand a little <laughs> bit to be, you know, um, to be an entrepreneur because it definitely is something that I need to do. And it doesn't mean that, I mean, my life doesn't look like anybody else's and it's, um, but it's, been such a blessing to me it's been such a blessing to my family and it's crazy and wonderful <laughs> so that's had my journey onto why I became an entrepreneur it's painful listening because <laughs> it is, it is a, kind of mirrors mine like I was like what am I gonna be and I felt like I had I was like a teacher you know a nurse or you know something very practical <laughs> yeah and then I came to public relations and I was like uh oh, that's what I have to be like I that's what I'm gonna be and but who what what do you do with public relations <laughs> I mean like yeah. you know it's it seems a little bit out there but it wasn't like it absolutely put me in a place where I need to be and then my husband went to medical school and a business kept me <laughs> not lonely yeah. at night keeps <laughs> me insane insane and sane what I meant to say. <laughs> but you know it was really funny I remember and it's not to say that I didn't struggle along that the time like I knew it was something I needed to do but I feel like sometimes you are impressed by the spirit but it doesn't mean that it always is smooth sailing you know like you are like anybody will up will experience challenges and and I remember one time we were in med school and my husband was gone a long time. And I just thought, why am I doing this? Why am I trying to raise kids? Why am I trying to work? This is ridiculous. Why can't we just take out gazillions of loan money <laughs> like everybody else right now here at med school, you know? And, um, and anyways, I had this impression, like read the insign. So I was reading the insign and it was a story about, a woman who had felt impressed she to go back to school. And so she went back to school and she got a degree. And then like two months later, her husband died and she was prepared. And I remember like sobbing and calling my mom and be like, Dan's going to die. That's why I have to work. Dan's going to die. And my mom was like, that's not what it means. But it's okay. You know, like, anyway, so I laugh about that every time when I think about that because he hasn't died. I mean, we don't know the future, but like that wasn't the why right then right but I just think it's really funny how um sometimes and I think this comes into what a little bit you know one of the questions that you talked about me is like being able to recognize the spirit and I think that 
when you have those promptings in the spirit, like you have to stay the course sometimes to see the blessings and not every moment is filled with blessings or smooth <laughs> sailing. And sometimes it can feel discouraging and it can feel lonely and hard, you know? We were talking about that in the, in the warm up interview. <laughs> But like, that is what happens with the spirit. So like with Mormon Mompreneur, we were, I heard Elder Nelson's talk and I was like, ah, we got to do this. And I was, I was super pregnant with my fifth child. And I was like, I'm real tired. (laughs) And I just had like all of this stuff going on. But I was like, oh my word, I have to do something. And it took a year to get the podcast going. Um, And I actually, when I heard it, I didn't, I didn't think you're going to do a podcast. I just knew I had to get Mormon women together who are strong and who have light and need to share light. So I just started on the journey, but it didn't come all at once. And I'm not, I'm not arrived yet. (laughs) You know, like we aren't (laughs) at the end of the journey. Like it's all part of it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that there's different lessons that we learn along the way at different parts, you know, and it's kind of like a puzzle piece. And I feel like at, at times we're able to see maybe parts of what the puzzle looks coming together, but sometimes you're just focused on that one small piece of the puzzle and you don't know how that's fitting in or why that's fitting in, but it, it does, it all fits in this master plan, you know? Yeah. Well, even I, and I even think with you, like we really have like tried to do a podcast for months, like before Christmas, I think even, and like yes. something like things just kept We've had happening. several emergency like... <laughs> situations on my family and four kids, man. Yeah. It's um. not, it's not, it's just what happened. Anyway, but then I like, um, went to that baptism and I saw you and I was like, I was supposed to meet her right like in person first. Like I just felt, I really felt that. And I think it will make for a better interview because like, I really, I feel like, I mean, we talked for what, 10 minutes on, you know, when I yeah. met you in person, but I was like, oh my gosh, like I totally know her. And it was one of those moments where I was like, yes, this was awesome. Well, and I'm so glad you're doing this podcast because I think one of the key things that I've taken away from Elder Nelson's talk and social media now is that we have to stick together as Mormon women. I think that um, it's easy to, not that it's easy. I think Satan would like us to be competitive with each other and to be overstressed about numbers or how we we stack up against each other. And I feel like that Satan, he always likes to take the purest and the most beautiful things and, you know, like twist them, you know, in his oh, way. Yeah. And I feel like that's one thing that I am always trying to be careful of. And I mean, and it's not to say that I don't have days where I'm like, why can I just hold it together like so and so, you know, but I feel like when we truly understand the power of social media and the power that we Mormon women have, if we stick together, we can have such an influence and, and we can uplift each other and come together. And I just think one of the blessings to me of social media has been some really good relationships with other Mormon women who've inspired me and pushed me to be more diligent in my scripture study or to search for deeper meaning in the blessings that I receive and in, in um, my prayers and, and truly have brought me to Christ by their example. And I think uh, not only is social media so wonderful to spread light to everyone, but I think that we all pull each other up to a different level as we all work together, you know? Yeah. And honestly, like that was kind of one of my feelings is really one of my first feelings is we need to build a community. That was one of my first feelings with Mormon Mompreneur is that we need to build a community where... 
there are going to be hard things thrown at us. There just are, and there already are, but, you know, we've kind of been talked about. I mean, in conference, they, you know, this isn't, this isn't the worst it's going to be, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's and it's going to get harder. It's that's going to be harder. harder. And that doesn't mean that it won't get, it means that we need to shine brighter. And, if, and, be, and be cheerful, right? Yeah. Like Elson said in his last talk, yeah. like times are going to get harder, but we need to be brighter and cheerfully brighter, right? Like yeah. live our light in a happy way. It says that as we share our light in happy, cheerful ways, that people will be drawn to us. Yeah. And to and the light, not to us, to the light. To the light. But there is a difference in in the darkness that's around us. So how do you combat like that darkness? Because it happens like no matter yep. how bright you are. <laughs> yes. Well, I think the key thing to think about light is that it's not a constant thing unless you nourish it. Like the sun is always amazing, right? Because it just, it's there. But like, I think in our own lives, as we think of light, like I kind of like to think of my spiritual light, like a fire, you know, that I constantly have to be adding fuel to the fire. And if I'm always lighting other fires and never feeding my own enough, it will dwindle. You know, and that um, just when I think like I've been doing so much, I'm I'm great. I don't need to worry about it, you know. And then I, and then the darkness creeps in because I'm not feeding myself. I'm not fueling myself. In the scriptures in Second Nephi 32, it talks about you know the power of the scriptures that it talks about almost like that it's food. You know that we have to be enriched and nourished by the word, and it's completely that for me. Like the the key things I can always point to if I'm feeling the darkness creep in or if I'm feeling down on myself is that I can always point to that I have not spent enough time in the scriptures and I'm not spent enough time on my knees in prayer and not just reading the scriptures. Like I think there's a really different, there's difference in reading your scriptures and studying your scriptures, just as there is difference between prayer and conversing with the Lord. And I think that you shouldn't be like upset if you can't study the scriptures every day or converse with the Lord every day. Like I think the commandment is to pray and to read our scriptures and we do those things daily and th there's power in that. But if we push ourselves a little bit more to really study the scriptures, I think that there's so much more nourishment and depth. And I don't get to do that every day because I'm a mom and I'm an entrepreneur <laughs> and I am a young woman so I have so much to do, you know, but I have to take that time. And so like I mentioned that yesterday, yesterday was a really crummy day. And an afternoon I was like, why can I not hold it together? You know? <laughs> and I was just like, well, have I really studied the scriptures today? Like I listened to a church talk, but that's not enough for me. Like it really, I maybe for other people it's enough. It is not enough for me. Um, and like by studying the scriptures, I really have to be in the, be asking myself like how does this apply to me like I have to be looking for the symbolism like I would study for a test back in high school or in college like that's how I have to read the scriptures and when I take it to that level I'm so filled in a way that nothing else can like it's just different the protection that I feel and the light that I feel in me is different and um, I was going to read a little quote from Sherry Dew. I have this book at the pulpit and this is from one of her talks, which you can also look up online. It says knowing who you are and you, who you have always been by Sherry Dew. And she gave it at BYU to, um, a conference, but to women, but she said that she, um, that a friend suggested that she ask in prayer what it felt like for her when the spirit spoke to her. 
and that she started praying for the ability to understand the language of revelation. And she talks about, and I've heard her talk about in other talks, just how important it is for us. Like, do you know what it sounds like when God speaks to you? Like, do you know what that sounds like? And I think that sometimes I'm better about following that prompting, but like, if I'm not regularly investing them in the scripture study, or if I'm not regularly really praying, I forget what God's voice sounds like. And so it doesn't matter how much you knew in the past, like it is constant for me. Last week, my like whole websites were like all of my websites were down and I was on customer service for like literally 10 hours and it was like the worst, right? And I just had like a whole crummy week and I like, like kind of felt darkness, you know? And I realized that, yes, this really dumb thing was happening to me, but I was letting it happen and forgetting to do, to really feast on the scriptures. I was praying, you know, and I was reading my scriptures, but I wasn't, I was not taking it to the next level. And it really affected like how I was a mom. It affected like my feelings towards everyone. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I, and I think that it is really, really easy to forget that. And I do think like as moms, as leaders in the church and also like business leaders, it is our responsibility to, to have the spirit with us so that we can help those around us. Like just yesterday when I was talking to my son and he was doing something I didn't really love and I just had like an, uh, an impression of how I should respond and what I should do. And that is my responsibility, right? As a mom to be able to hear the voice of the spirit speak to me and to help my son. That is my responsibility. So I better, I better be in the scriptures every day so I can hear the voice of the Lord or I'm going to miss uh, some big things. Yes, and also just not only the power that we're promised, like not only do we miss the spirit in our lives, but I also think that there's blessings that come that we don't necessarily recognize always. But like, you know, when we do temple service or we do family history, um, Sister Nelson promised like two years ago that we can pray for angels to surround our home and bless our home. And I firmly believe that, that there's power that comes when we take the time to serve and to follow our covenants that we have promised and that those angels will bless our family literally like and when I think about that that's super motivating me like oh I can pray for angels I can have angels with me you bet I'm gonna make time for that you know (laughs) and I think that I sometimes I have to remind myself about that because it's not to say that I wake up every day and I'm like time for that beautiful moment to read the scriptures where the sun will appear and Mormon tabernacle music will be playing behind me. No, like to be honest, my scripture study, and I think this was really helpful to like learn that this was okay. Like my scripture study generally looks like this. I go take my kids to school, you know, in that mad dash of school. I would like to say that I could wake up before my kids and that would be ideal, but I cannot. Like I've got nursing babies. I cannot do it, you know? So I take my kids to school and then when I get home, I let my kids watch a show for 30 minutes. That's like their showtime, the ones who are home. And that's when I read my scriptures and I am interrupted about 5,000 times, like to open, you know, snacks and get water wiped noses, change diapers, nurse, whatever. And so it's not this beautiful, like, <laughs> calm moment, but I am still enriched. And I think that stopping, like changing my perspective that it had to be this quiet, that would be the ideal. And if you can make that happen in your life, bless you. And you're amazing. 
but it is not a phase of my life that I can have that. And I know other times I will be, but I, I see that the Lord blesses me with the inspiration and the spirit and the guidance that I need. And I can still study. I mean, let's be honest. If we, we women are marvelous at multitasking, if we can cook a meal and take care of kids, I think you can read scriptures and take care of your kids too. So (laughs) I'm going to quote you there. I like it. Um, (laughs) but I, I, one of the things that you said really um, hit me because I think that Heavenly Father will make up the difference. So what you're doing is carving out time. And I think that is a huge thing. And if you show up every day and you're saying, this is a time I can do it. And I know this is the best I can give in my stage of life. Because I don't think, I know actually, Heavenly Father does not expect our kids to not interrupt us while we're reading our scriptures. But he and it's good for them to see us. Yeah. I think it's good for them to see us in our scriptures. And undeterred. You will not deter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 17th time you interrupted, I will still read my scriptures. <laughs> yeah, I'll still read my scriptures. And guess what? When you're interrupted, you come back to that same scripture, you'll see it in a different way. You'll learn like five things from one scripture. So I am not a fast reader by any means. Like, honestly, I've been reading like the same book for like four months because I, I'm just very, everyone reads differently, but like, I'm very slow on each verse, like looking up different scriptures, like asking myself and, you know, like what, what is this saying? You know, like, what is this really saying? What does this mean? And so I don't know, it's, it's been a blessing for how it's worked out in my life, you know? And I think that, I think however, everyone's life is different. And so you shouldn't look to any, don't look to my life to tell you how to do yours. But I think, (laughs) The takeaway for me is like making time for your scriptures regularly like is is crucial. And it's a good reminder for me because I've had a really busy week and I definitely felt it yesterday and I and it's like a good reminder to like dig a little deeper, make a little bit more time, you know? Yeah, and I think that that's one of the things that, um, like, the principle is the same. We need to read our scriptures and we need to really pray and we really, we need to go to the temple and we need to, you know, do all these things. How yes. we do them is going to be very different. And, and that's where it can be hard to, you know, to compare because we, you can take good ideas, but if it doesn't work for you, just do it, figure out a way to do it. If you sanctify your time and yourself, then he will bless you with the spirit to make decisions about everything. Yes. And I love that you like talk about sanctification, you know, like sanctifying yourself. One thing I get asked a lot and I always get asked by people who don't know me very well. (laughs) How how do I do it? How do I do it all? And I'm like, well, you don't know me very well because if you knew me, you would see all the things I'm not doing. (laughs) But, um, and I know when I was first starting my business, I always wanted to ask women that too. Like, well, how are you doing it? How are you doing it all? You know? But I think that's like the wrong question to ask. I think the question is that you need to ask God how you can do it all and what is all for you. Yeah. You know, and that no one can teach you how to control, like plan your life except for God. And like I love in the Book of Mormon where it talks about Nephi that he built that boat in a manner of not known unto man. He had no idea. <laughs> no idea. And I feel like how we build our lives or our businesses will not make sense to anybody from the outside world. You know, like my I should not be able to get done the things I get done. And I certainly should not. <laughs> and I do not. I'm kind of a hot mess, but we're making it work, you know? And um, 
And I think that that's because I'm patterning my life in the way that God wants me to do it. And so I, my big rocks are different from everybody else's, but like I make those work and then God fills in the gaps. And so my business looks way strange to now. <laughs> I, I can't explain it. I can't say how I do it all because I'm doing what God's telling me to do. And so I can't, I can't reflect that to you, you know? I do know, actually, someone just asked me that on my Instagram and I was thinking about it. And um, what I want to say is like, so for Beauty Revived, I didn't, I don't know, it's happening. And and I really felt inspired to do that. And But I got to a point where it was really heavy, you know, like it was just taking too much time. And I just was like, I, I can't do this. I was thinking about it and I just got the name of one girl that has been a photographer with us and... I got her name in my head and I was like, she's it. She is who I need to ask to be my assistant. And I messaged her and she said, oh my word. She said, I just had to go back to work and I interviewed at the bank and I only got a part-time job. And she's like, I was so sad. And I called my mom and I, and I told her about it. And she said, God has something else for you to do with those four hours. And then I emailed her the next day. And she was like, this is absolutely what I should be doing. And I, and I think those that is that is how I do whatever I do because it's not my deal, man. You know, it's Heavenly Father is there in the details and if your work is what you should be doing, he will make it work. And it doesn't make he sense. He will. And <laughs> and I find that when it's not working, there's either two things that are wrong. One is that I'm not investing in the scriptures and I'm becoming more worried about my work than my scriptures. And obviously we still need to provide for our families and do these things. You know, it's like the balance, right? But my focus has shifted to what is more important. So that's like one problem or that I've decided I'm going to do this and God wants me to pull back or not do that. You know, like, and I've had that in seasons of my life where I'm like, I am going to do this. I'm all in. No way this can't fail because I'm amazing. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I don't. Um, no, because because I'm so excited about this. This is obviously what I need to do, you know, and then it'll succeed for a while or it won't at all or, you know, I'll really struggle with it and I'll feel an angst about it all the time and then I'm like, okay, okay, God, you know, like, um, I just think, and even when we are doing things that God wants us to do, that's not to say it's easy, but I think it feels differently and it fits in differently to our life plan, like and what God would have us do. Yeah. I've definitely been there where I was, I had like pushed and pushed and I could feel like, um, I'm not afraid of work, right? I'm a country girl. Um, but there's a difference between work and getting pushed back you know, like, and that's, yeah. And there's, when I feel that feeling, it takes me a while sometimes to recognize because that to me, that is one way that the Lord speaks to me is that doors are not opening when I'm working hard. And we also have to be aware that heavenly father says yes and no, you know, like, yes, yes. And what does no sound like? I'm not always very good on recognizing. No, it's hard. <laughs> Um, but I'm rec I'm learning to recognize like even, um, recently I had a blessing where it was just that I would recognize what clients to take, which I thought was so interesting that like God really does care about the details because he can recognize what is good for my family and for me and what is not. But I tend to be like, well, God told me to do this work, so I should do all of it, which is not, <laughs> not the answer, you know? So I just think like, 
um, being close to the spirit to recommend. And it's interesting because I have had like a really job that I want to take and I've been feeling like, no, you shouldn't take that job, you know? And I'm like, ah, but I want to, you know, so it's just amazing how it does. And it, it makes no, it makes no sense to man. You know, like the, and I, oh, I wish I remember what scripture says. It says the whisperings of the spirit seem like absurdity <laughs> to the like wise man or something, you know, like, <laughs> and it's so true. It's so true because I feel like when you're close to the spirit, you're like, of course, of course I'll do that. And then like, you know, you try to explain it to other people and they're like, wait, what? Like, you know, <laughs> but it works. It happens yes. and stuff gets done. So Tell me, like, what are your feelings on motherhood and balancing motherhood, I guess, with, because it is a balance and it's okay. Like, I think that we feel like we need to be at, be at balance and we're never at balance, but we are balancing, right? Like we are figuring out where things go. So tell me like about motherhood. What are your thoughts on <laughs> motherhood? Oh yeah. man, I have so many thoughts. First off, I think that motherhood is so refining, <laughs> you know, um, I thought, you know, I got married and I was a little bit older and I kind of thought like, well, I've served a mission. I've had, at that point I had like had eight surgeries. I'd had some health problems and I thought I could do some hard stuff. Like I'm, I'm going to rock this mom thing, you know, <laughs> and, and I think I am constantly humbled and I feel like one of the beauties of motherhood is that it truly turns you to God if you let it. And that the more kids I have, the less answers I honestly feel like I, I have. I probably could have more wisely answered this question with one child. But um, <laughs> now that I have four, I I just feel like it's a beautiful thing to be a mother. And it truly is my calling. Uh, it's not my only calling. I think that God has many things for me to do. I think that motherhood is the chief and the most important of all those things. But Eve is promised to be the mother of all living. And I think that's her calling. And I believe that we are called to be mothers, not only to our children, but to others around us. And so I think we have to be prayerful and very careful of how we balance our time that we put our family first and that is the focus, but that we also are prayerful about like using our discretionary time, you know, like what do we do when the kids are in bed? What do we do in the nap time hours? Um, are we still developing our talents and teaching our children about how to develop our talents, but also like sacrificing our time for them. And that's why I just think it's such a precarious walk, <laughs> um, a balancing <laughs> act. And, and truly, I just feel like I don't have much words of wisdom except for that God will tell you what to do. And <laughs> that's, well, that's and it, right? <laughs> and he'll tell you the needs of your children because only you can know um, the needs of your children. And I feel like it's an ebb and flow. You know, um, recently I felt really strongly that I needed to work on something. And so I started working on that and one of my children was really struggling. And so then as I was praying, like, okay, God, how am I balancing this? You know, because I feel like you're asking me to do this project, but I'm seeing that my child is struggling. And so the answer that I got was 
love more, spend more time. So I was like, okay, well then I think that I'm going to stop this project and just focus on this child. But as I was prayerful about that day, the answer came like, no, invest the time and I will lengthen your time and other times. Like after that child goes to bed, you'll be magnified. You'll know how to do those other projects. And, and for that child, I feel like the inspiration that comes for what they need is, um, not always quick. It's hard. Um, but it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful learning process of what they teach us and what we can learn when we rely on the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I have strong feelings about that we are called to more than one work. You know, and like you said, like, yes, our children are our most important work. Of course they are. Um, but your business can be one of your callings. And so if you are prayerful and if you are worthy of the spirit, then he can lengthen your hours and he can make you less tired. He can make you more productive. He can make an email happen quicker. You know, like he can do those little things to fulfill both callings. Um, if, if that's what you're supposed to do. And if you have confirmation of the spirit that that is what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like it's easy to, if you're working, it's easy to maybe feel like, oh, then I don't need to be mothering in this way. And I think we have to be really prayerful and we have to be really careful because there are real costs. There are real costs of, we can't do it all. <laughs> and God does lengthen our hours, but I think we have to be careful. And I, and I, and I will be very honest and transparent that I haven't always done it perfectly. That at times, you know, in my quest and my desire to follow the spirit and do all that I could have, you know, maybe I haven't been there for my kids and days that I needed to. Um, but I can say with clarity that when I'm truly invested in reading my scriptures, that my day is illuminated and I know how to divide my time. And that for me, I always have to put my children first. And that if I meet their needs, the work comes easy at night for me. And if I didn't invest myself in them during that day, and I kind of just like overly worried about doing things that weren't really investing in them, really engaged with them, then I don't work as well that night. You know, so I think there's a difference for me. There's a difference in being present with my kids and being engaged with my kids, you know, like really, really investing in them and and they know that they have your time and your focus you know yeah there is a big difference I think the beauty of it though is that that we aren't judged on one day you know and thank, thank goodness. goodness let's say it together <laughs> and, and bless that they can't remember those individual I... days for struggle right do you ever have those days where you're like oh they're gonna be in therapy for that one later? <laughs> I'm like, I'm, this is one I'm going to want you to forget. So Yeah, <laughs> we all do. And I'll be the first to say when I'm pregnant, I'm very sick. And we literally survive off of little Einsteins and goldfish and whatever we can scrounge for and drive throughs. Like there are times and seasons and there are times and seasons to be gentle with yourself. There are things that we worry about now that may, we may be, it's okay not to. Yeah. <laughs> It's like a constant effort, you know, um, a balance. At, and that's why I was blessed with a really amazing mother. So I like look to her for advice and help and just really prayerful. And I just feel like 
to all the moms, I just want to say you're doing it. You're what your kids need and turn to God and he will tell you what you need to do. And that it is just a day to day. It's like the Leahona, you know, like the Lord showed them day to day how they needed to travel and that we always don't know more than that. And, and that's why it's just like, I feel like kids change, needs are constantly changing. And so I just feel like it is really just the day to day. So can you talk to me about, um, cause one of the things I think that is great about being an entrepreneur is that you are learning new things and it for, you know, it's forced me to like, I started out and I learned how to sew and then I was like, okay, I want to take pictures. So I learned photography and it was all in like all while my husband was studying or in, you know, doing his med school stuff. So what part does like improving yourself, um, have in like, being a mom and being in business. Yes, I. I it's like a really good question. Um, I really love to learn, and I love to read, and I love to take classes. I just actually bought a class online to do in all my spare time. <laughs> uh, and I feel like there are seasons where I do really well. I'm in a season right now where I've been like, just yesterday I was like, oh, I need to do a little bit better about setting some time for that. You know, I think for me, I tend to be an all in person. Like if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all in. I'm not very good at doing like partial no, and I think that's where like the learning I've had to learn, like, I need to be okay with the partial, if that makes sense. So like, for example, a better way to illustrate this is like, I feel like I did this better a few years ago. And I've been remembering that like, okay, I need to go back to that, like, where I just would set a timer on my phone, where I was like, I have 10, 15 minutes, and I'm going to do this for 10, 15 minutes. And then I'm going to make myself stop and move on to the next thing. You know? And so I would do like a class for 10 to 15 minutes or like there was a time where I was like, I'm going to do a pattern challenge where I'm designing a pattern every day for 10, 15 minutes um, because I wanted to build a portfolio of patterns and it was just a personal project. So every day for 10, 15 minutes, I would work on that, you know, and it doesn't always feel like it just kind of sometimes feels like you're spinning your wheels or, you know, but over the course of time, I was able to learn, you know, and I think that I'm not always good at that and when I think about it I'm like I need to do better about that like making sure like for learning that I'm like okay I'm just gonna set aside a little bit of time like five minutes to read you know like maybe instead of checking on Instagram for so much time maybe I could read for five minutes first out of a book or something because I do think that for my work I really do have to stay up on a lot of technology you know I design websites and I work with a lot of brands so I kind of do need to know what's going on and it's really easy. There's so much information. And I think that I can always track that I feel a little off and like frustrated or not working as quickly. If I'm spending more time like on social media and not, to, I love social media first off. So I, <laughs> like, I obviously do it. I'm not discouraging it. I think for me, it's just like really making sure that I use my time wisely, like not letting myself be that person that I tend like all in, you know, and just like making sure like, okay, spend 10 minutes time to move on to the next thing, you know, and, and that's where I that's one of the things that I have to work on with myself so that to make sure I'm learning the things that I need to learn to succeed. I think that's really good because we all we all have 10 minutes, we all have 15 minutes today to do yeah. something. It's something we can pick up today and adopt and 
then we'll have a design portfolio. If you know, like, but like at the end, like it really is line upon line in a lot of ways. Like it's just like, yeah, you're slowly building what you want it to be and be okay with that. Like I, I'm an all in person and I want the end huge result, but I'm not ready for that today. You know, like if I were given yes. it, I don't think I'd know how to handle it. There are some things like along the way that you have to learn to accept the weight of whatever the end goal is, I think. Yes. And I think that part of it is like going against the natural man because, you know, in today's world, everything's so instant, but truly the most beautiful and important things were never that way. Like you think of paintings in the Renaissance and medical school and all these true professions where they spend writing books, they'd spend years and years and years you know, and, and then, yeah, I pick up my guitar and I'm like, I want to learn this now. Why am I not good now? I want to be an illustrator (laughs) now. You know, I'm not good at being patient with myself. And I know part of it is because in our culture, we've trained ourselves to be experts instantly. And that's just not the reality for the way God works and for what he's raising us up to be and to raise our talents. It takes time and slow bits to sort of thing like the line upon line. Yep. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> Dang it. Dang it. I know. So I, know. I, um, I like to end all of my, um, all of my interviews with the question of like, tell me a time where you felt the Lord's hand in your business, a specific time. <sighs> oh, a lot of different times. I'm trying to think of one specific one. I think that I felt the Lord in my business when I'm able to create something that blesses the lives of others. Because I think the amazing thing about when you turn your life over to Heavenly Father and you say, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do and I'm willing to do it the way you want me to do it. And that means that maybe I won't be as rich as I want or as famous as I actually I don't want fame. <laughs> But I won't, it doesn't look like I would want or I imagine it to look like, but I will do it the way you want me to look like. And then you do it and it's hard. And then you see how it blesses the lives of other people and your own family. That's truly humbling and magnifying. And I had an experience just like this just recently where I had seen how something that I had done many years ago, which was really, really hard. And I was like, I will never do this again, Heavenly Father. This is not for me. And and then I had an experience where I saw how God had trained me bit by bit by bit to be in a position where I could design something that was important, that was truly important um, for this family and for this business. And that was really, you know, design can feel like a small thing. It really maybe isn't important, but I feel like it's important to me. And I love that God has been able to bless me with this talent that I'm able to share and bless my family with. So I don't know, there's not too specific, but just the general (laughs) question of, of feeling like I'm using my talents to, to bless others. That's when I have felt the most, at peace is when I know I am using something God gave me, my talents to help others. And that is sometimes the strongest, although it's not the most evident, like visually, you know, evident, but that's when I have felt um, peaceful assurance that I'm doing okay and I'm on the right track. And so 
even though that doesn't seem like an actual like moment, but I, but it is, you know, like it's, it's a powerful one. So thank you. For yeah. Sharing. <laughs> oh, thank you. And um, I, I'm so grateful to be, um, to be able to connect with you and also these wonderful women who are listening, um, and to know that we're all in this together and doing great work. Yes, we are doing great work and we're, thank you for the words of advice and encouragement and just for your example, we're so glad that you've spent an hour with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. joining us on the Mormon Mompreneur podcast. Check out our other episodes and learn from other women of faith, motherhood, and business as they share their unique stories and experiences. Go to www.mormonmompreneur.com or the iTunes store to learn more.